So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with uh Bert Hoover from Hoover Three. I have some questions to say about the upcoming album Point. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Uh thank you. I, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The album <laughs> Hell yeah. the album is awesome. It rocks so hard. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Of course. Hell yeah. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um, I guess the two kind of came together simultaneously. Uh, the art was actually already, uh, like, um, it, it had already been made and, uh, we were using it as kind of a placeholder on like our, you know, private link. And I have a tendency of like picking a piece of art that I like and getting too attached to it after associating it with the private link for too long. Uh, and in this case, it, it was available for us to use. And then we were able to commission uh, the artist, Timothy uh, Boubet, who, uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name. Um, <laughs> we were able to commission like a few other pieces to kind of complete like where we thought that cover could go like you know it's each each single has been like a different landscape and that's something we've been into but as for the title point um it's uh it's it's kind of like has a like a bit of a dual meaning um you know i've it's purposefully vague like we like to uh we like to to keep things a, a bit ambiguous as for folks to draw their own conclusion if they're really into that kind of deep listen and and you know or however you would call that but uh no i guess you know it's it's kind of like like a, a point and a purpose, but also like, you know, reaching a, a peak, uh, which ties in with the album art and also like, are we peaking with this one? <laughs> like, you know, uh -huh. uh, is it downhill from here? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I would say the meaning varies depending on... Uh, the, the day which you ask me yeah, a lot a lot of different meanings you gave us mm -hmm. um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album this is an interesting one um we a lot of these songs came from uh demos that i had put together kind of on my own and, and changed dramatically once introduced into a band setting um but yeah we all usually have like a, a few blueprints for songs and then we get together and expand on them this one was was done like kind of more with a smaller groups at a time so each song kind of had a different genesis in a different way which is like not a usual thing we do everything kind of like some songs were written as as a band like with everybody kind of like in the same room together from day one to the finished thing mm -hmm. some songs were written with me the bassist and the drummer and some with me the bassist and keyboard uh owen barrett was the drummer primarily on this record casimir bloke was the is the bassist and and james novick really 
carried the keys on this one, at least in, in terms of like writing. And uh, yeah. Uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Um, that took the longest to kind of get together was probably the ship that I sail. They they all were pretty quick once we got like the ball rolling. The ship that I sail is one that we did uh like collaboratively with like the the lineup from the previous record, uh, which people the only person I haven't named uh yet is uh Gabe Flores and and Gabriel Salomon. So they were all kind of that was like the longest because it, it the single version is two minutes and some change the record version is like 10 minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so it was like and the, the the tracked version of the 10 minute version is like kind of like six minutes of the same thing over and over again so it was a lot of like do we want to like jam in this part do we want to compose something a little more straightforward do we want to like get really far out there's a version uh of that of ship that i sail that gets real crazy in the second half and it was just a little too it like disrupted the flow of of the record in a way that was i'm all forgetting weird but it was a little jarring and maybe maybe we'll be released one day but the version now is a little more like four on the floor structured and it's kind of what we wanted when we went into making this record but that's mixing that took forever because it's so many like parts and and like do we want this here do we want that there and Mm -hmm. so on and i think as a result uh it's uh it has become kind of my favorite maybe because it's the one that i had the least sort of uh like structural command over so a lot of the other songs were were songs that i had like previously demoed uh like i said before and ship that i sail like i really like when we when we get ones that that we all contribute to and i think like everyone's playing like really strong and uh, i actually only sing on on the the first like the single version that's like one of the few songs on the record where like i just sing mm-hmm. i didn't track guitar not till the second half which hasn't come out yet yeah and the the single version of that song in particular was what kind of hooked me on this album and and like was the, the selling point for to, to schedule this so I, I like that song a lot. Thank you. And you, you've heard the whole thing. Yeah, heard so, the whole mm-hmm. album, heard the whole song. Yeah. How'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close be a closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Uh I get real intense about track listing and sequencing. I mm-hmm. I love it and I think it can make or break a record. And it's it's like like what which sequencing is what has taken me long to get into albums that are classics that i have a harder time with because of uh more like here's a bunch of songs and a lack of a flow mm-hmm. yeah so so while we're recording i i'm having track listing in mind so when we go back into the studio like for mixing we know what's gonna go where into what 
So we're able to create transitions if we feel it's necessary and we're able to sort of have an understanding of the whole thing together. So I start that like once, once we start like demoing on our iPhones in, in the practice space. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I love that there are, there are artists, you know, in, in the 21st century in 2023 that still give a fuck about the track list. <laughs> You know, because yeah. we're, oh. we're we're big into that with like Absolutely. how an album flows, but there's a lot of artists that you know it's a play it's a playlist it. and a single game, so they just throw it together. Yeah, and you know, to each their own. But you know, I think that's that's just I don't know. Like you're trying to create a record should feel like an arc, and and I think that that that's important that's as a whole. I'm a record guy, not so much a, a playlist or a single guy. So like. Mm-hmm. Even when I go for a run, I'll like put on a record and instead of like, you know, jams or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Oh, man. It was like a year ago. (laughs) Um, Well, it was interesting because it was like a bit of a transitional period within the band. We had just done like a lot of touring um and i guess that was for water for the frogs that was 2020 wait no i'm not gonna bother with dates Uh, (laughs) years no so yeah we had just done a lot of touring for water for the frogs so we were kind of in that like brand space and like we already had round of applause done and coming out of the holidays i really wanted to just start working on the next one um i like to set dates and just like go from there so we did that and then that was covid was still kind of a thing so like touring was sort of like i was like omnicron i think it just like kind of happens you're like oh i guess nothing's happening again and we, um, yeah, we just started working on it. Like I said, I had some demos that some are older, some are were newer at the time. Uh, um, you know, we have an archive that we like to to get into. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just we and we did it weird. We, instead of like booking like you know a week in the studio tracking everything and then like sitting on it mixing etc. We did like a couple days. Like we did like two days of tracking and then we sat on it. And then a month later we did like another day of overdubs. Hmm. Hated all that. Went back. Did it, this was like an extensive uh, day at a time process. And then. Hmm. We had a few band members uh, leave that summer, um, and so we decided we wanted to add. The record wasn't flowing the way we wanted to, so we went and tracked uh, more songs with a different drummer, and uh, that one's the the game is one that we did with. Uh, that's Shaughnessy Star, who's who's actually plays on our first and second record. He plays drums on that. And I mean, he's throughout the whole thing. But that that one was like the big one we gathered from, from that session. And uh and yeah, I mean it's it was just like a six-month process. I'm not really into doing stuff like that, but you know, I get it that 
that ever I'm glad we did because the result we got was way better than what we had and what I was ready to just be like fuck it and putting it out uh you know yeah I'm a a bit more impulsive no fair enough gotcha well I'm glad that you as much as you didn't like it you you were able to get that time and get get something that you're truly proud of versus just like fuck it let's put it out because I want this over with yeah I'm growing up like everyone else. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? Well, I think this is probably our least party album. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. Um, I Yeah, I don't know, man. Um I guess it depends on how someone like like how I listen to like a new record like uh, that one oh tricks point ever just just released like a new album that um, like on Friday and uh, I was I just like I, I think listening to it in in a sitting is ideal I mean, that's how I absorb new music I kind of I kind of did one on Tricks Point Never Dirty and like had to like switch halfway to a doctor's appointment <laughs> and jump back into it headphone style, which that record's like talk about like sequencing and flow. It's like very dependent on on like a one go, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of incredible. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean it's not that long of a record. I say just uh throw some headphones on, go for go for a little night walk. Oh yeah. All right. Absolutely. Sounds good. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. What's the point? Damn. That's good. <laughs> Is that, that's, that's fucking brilliant. A call back to the beginning <laughs> of the interview. I like that. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Oh man. Um, no, that's all on you, man. Uh, bring. I don't want to bring my baggage to your life any more than I already am when you're listening to to our music. So you know, take take what you want from it, or or don't. All right. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Uh, so, are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? Oh man, we we argued so much making this record. It was hilarious. Oh. And not like a real argue, you know, like Mm -hmm. you've been in a band with people for like, you know, like eight years, you're going to argue. This rock specifically, um, I wrote some of these, the genesis of these on piano and I like don't know how to play piano. So a lot of my tracking was on the piano and that was then pulled from the record and we added Paco Castle. Nova, who who's playing with us now but on the record plays most of the piano and anytime there's like a ripping keys part it's him like it's not me <laughs> and uh and uh there is one song this rock where where we had this is gonna get real nerdy but we there there's a uh the third hit on the piano we were arguing whether it should like, you know, land on, I don't know, like I'm probably messing this up, but like the one or the two, you mm-hmm. know, of the beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
that was like this hour, like we wasted an hour in the studio <laughs> being like, like shit, you know? So yeah. that's probably was the most like, you know, I mean, there were like vocal things that, that sucked for a while that we were changing, like dreaming. I was, I wrote that song and tried to sing it and it just didn't work. And uh, I decided when we went back towards towards the latter sessions, I I was like, we're going to flip it. And Anna Wallace, who sings on most of the record, is, is like, you're going to sing lead on this song. It's going to sound way better. It's going to carry that sort of angelic thing. And when I'm singing it, it sounds whiny and not good. And, <laughs> uh, and that that was something that like totally flipped the song and made it work all of a sudden. But those two moments were, were a little like pulling your hair out, being like, the fuck's not working here. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Um, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What's your snack of choice? Oh, man. Um, okay, well, if I'm at like a Bucky's or a Wally's, I'm getting like a pulled pork or something like that. That's for sure. Okay. Any chance you, you can get like real food at a gas station, go for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if I'm just at like a Love's, what's my go to? See, I I love the the chili limon lays. Oh, damn! Those are kind of that's my chip of choice. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd probably rock that before rocking like Chex Mix or or Trail Mix or anything healthier. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. The, I I don't I don't mess with the the chili limon, but just the straight limon lays chips are oh, fucking good. so good. Banging. Hell yeah. So on the topic of food, if the project was a dish, what dish would the project be and why? Like a, like a, I don't know, like, like an appetizer sampler. Yeah. Everyone kind of contributes something different. Uh, it's all, it all like works together, you know, or like, a, I guess like a salad is the healthier option. You have all these ingredients kind of mixing together and the best bites are with everything and i think that's kind of how the band is like it's not as good with with just me as it is with everyone who's who's in it at the time i'm gonna go with a salad that's good salad. pull that Beautiful. together i love it um and for the last couple of questions we're gonna shift completely away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with drink we just went for our basis for Kaz's birthday. We went to Taylor's Steakhouse in K-Town. We go with like prime rib and like uh, gin martini dry. Oh, right. hell yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. And if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fiction world. Oh, man. I guess put me in a Roger Dean painting, you know? Dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one that's behind you, or do you have one in particular? This one seems pretty cool. Okay. Seems chill as hell. Yeah. Oh, seems good. Good weather. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Good views. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so I've not asking the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? I want to say like mustard. Oh, yeah. Good ass color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, that's all questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, we have uh, a record called Point coming out on Friday the 13th of October 2023. And uh, 
Now we're going on tour um, across the U.S. with Mud Honey. We're we're supporting them uh, on a full U.S. run. So I don't know. Check check the dates. They're on our uh, bands in town and our Instagram and you know wherever you can find that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sounds from Bert from Hoover Three, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.